Hey, all you non-listeners out there, what's up? This is Gene Van Horn, host of the What Happens When podcast. Uh, you made your way to this page. Uh, I ask that you hit the subscribe button, but I also ask that you hit the support this podcast button. Go ahead and uh, hit the 99 cents at the bare minimum. It helps me do what I love to do, which is entertain you guys. You don't have to hit the 10 bucks. You don't have to hit the 5 bucks. Just hit the $1. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming to the podcast, and I hope you enjoy Our intro is going up. You're listening to the What Happens When podcast. What happens when two guys in front of a laptop talk about God knows what? And here is your host, Gene Van Horn. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the world's second most dangerous podcast. I'm your host, Gene Van Horn. Uh, this is a show. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is a show. About a couple of guys sitting around talking about experiences in life and whatever the heck we feel like. With me tonight is my main man, the Mac Daddy, Just Mike, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, there you go. Also, you could hear uh, you could hear our our ho- our guests in a second, but go ahead and give them the PSA, Just Mike. <clears throat> There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is as it was given to you by Jess Mike. So, <laughs> recurring, recurring guest to the to the show, which is a as it's a new thing this year. I guess because of COVID, we're able to get people on more often than we were. Um, yeah, friend of the show, friend of the show, yeah, friend of the show, friend of the show. <laughs> true that is true so friend of the show right friend of the show and uh co-creator or creator owner operator of beyond time comics ladies and gentlemen mr john hervey welcome to the show thank you my brothers it's good to be on how are you guys doing good doing great before we get started too deep um, can you give the people where to access your comics? So you can go to uh, our website, beyondtimecomics.com. You yep. can uh, gain access to uh, our digital digital comics there. And uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today is a campaign that's going to be launching for uh, one of the projects that we're bringing to, bringing to print. And we have another project that basically... We only have seven graphic novels left that's on Indiegogo and demand. So that's about to wrap up pretty soon. Nice. Yes. So there is a link in the comments right now and a link in the description of the show uh, to the current campaign uh, that we're going to talk about. Last time you were here, we spoke about, uh, was it Black Tiger? Yes, sir. Black Tiger, Legacy of Fury. Legacy of Fury. And you wrapped that one up. And uh, is that one all sold out now? Because I know you were on all the last but seven. couple copies. So all the hard covers are gone, and all but seven of the soft covers are gone. Well, you so, know, what? I, I meant to buy one too, so I'm gonna have to. I think I don't know. Am I am I swinging by this week? Yeah, yeah, man. You guys are coming by uh, for Thanksgiving. Okay, so so I'll I'll get one then. It too. So in a couple weeks, right? 
Oh yeah, so yeah. I'll get I'll get two. And then, get two, uh, and I'll and then I'll I'll, I'll pay you. For, you know, for well, the other one. You could just send it to me in uh XRP. I'm not sending it to you in XRP. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be touching my XRP. Probably. Just send it to me in XRP. I'll send uh, you. Yeah, like if I can send you a portion of XRP. You can. You can send me twenty five dollars in XRP. No, I'm saying a portion. No, you know twenty five dollars XRP is going to be a lot of money soon. Yeah, that's fine. So, I'll send it to you in Orchid. How about that? <laughs> I'll okay, I'll take Orchid. Yeah. That's fine. You guys talking coin? Yeah. We are talking coin. We yes. we are we I'm are, a newbie, but I'm trying I'm trying to get I'm trying to get down with it. Dude, you gotta get on there, man. Like and I've been telling everybody that that who has ear holes to to you know that that's good with me, which you know, it's like one or two people that I know in the world that I'm actually cool with. Um because they can take what I have to say, but in whatever the case, otherwise they're related to me. And I've been telling them people too, because when I get rich, they can't have none of my money. <laughs> so yeah, it, no, Gene, so Gene hype, Gene, uh, kind of got me on the train. So I've been, yeah, you know, I've been, you know, messing around here and there learning yeah. some, but you know, the funny thing is even with the mistakes I'm making, I'm still up. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, for me, I'm not into day trading. I don't, you know, I intend to, to, to grab and hold and, and, and outpatient everybody. So yeah, he's hodl gang, hodl gang, hodl yeah. gang, hodl gang. Got a hodl, man. Yeah. So right now, um, there's definitely some 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 interesting ones that I, that I'm looking at, but I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang out because there are some like if if I wish that either one of us would have caught the boat on Yearn because Yearn was crazy. Yearn came in at three dollars in in like June or May. Mm -hmm. By September it was forty thousand dollars. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Chinese cryptocurrency. Yeah. Come on, man. Bananas. I never I didn't even hear about it till it was too late. Yeah, so um Wow. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like not Somebody even Somebody got paid. I wonder what urine's trading for paid. right now. A lot of people got yeah, it's, it's I think it was down to like nine thousand. No, sir. Urine is at eighteen thousand seven fifty four. So yeah, it was at nine thousand like last week. So, or like two weeks ago. Yeah. So, so yeah, yearn is incredibly volatile. If it ever comes down a couple of bucks, I'll probably go in. Yeah. Because why not? That's a lottery ticket at that point. For sure. Yeah, pretty much, right? I don't yeah. see that it ever does that again. But, <clears throat> wow. You talking so I'll be about picking up two copies of Black Tiger. So, I guess I got to yes, ship sir. it out to you. Yes. Or just bring it in December. It's fine. Yeah. No, I want, I'd rather ship it out and then in december we talk about it okay and or we can talk about it here on the podcast yeah that's true we'll do that too um you know and and and, and i am not the type of person as as gene knows i'm not the type of person to give you a bad uh review that's not warranted but i will if it is so <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely um, true that's fair, that's yeah. fair enough yeah. that's fair enough i've been warned but yeah. uh, you know, for me, I'm just I just like to because I don't feel like you can respect my opinion if if I if I'm just hyping up everybody that I know, you know, because there have been like you know I was in the music for a long time and my guys are coming. His brother, as a matter of fact, has, has heard some of my critiques and they weren't great all the time, you know. So, um, you know, and it's I mean, my opinion isn't valuable. It's just mine. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I give it away and, and, and people can either take it and, and, and believe it or can look at me like I'm a hater or whatever. 
you know. Right. So, but if I if I I feel like if I'm not being true to myself, if I'm not being honest, then you can't. Even when I'm giving you a good critique, you're not going to believe it. So right, 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 right. And I think that's kind of the way I live my life as well. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just totally trash what you're doing, um, like publicly. But I'll definitely, you know, I'll definitely say privately, like, hey, you need to work on this. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> it sucks, you know. Sure. Yeah. I need to work on your craft. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, especially I'm a big time comic book guy. I've been that for a long time. I'm more nowadays more into um, manga. Manga. Yeah. Like manga and and manhwa. I'm super loved. um, um, What was that? Solo leveling. Oh, man. It was great. Like, if you haven't read that, there's a graphic novel and it is amazing. Um, I've never read that. Huh? Neither what was it of called? us have read it. it it's uh, solo leveling. Solo it's Korean. leveling. Yeah, solo leveling. It's a Korean manhwa. And the story, as it goes, it's super good. Um, it's not like I don't know if it's translated poorly because it probably is. It's just the the phrasing gets to be repetitive. So I think I feel like that that's probably a translation issue. But um, mm. it's really the story is gripping and it's great. So cool. all right, solo leveling. Solo leveling, yeah. So tell or us a little bit about the project that you're you're working on right now. All right, so the project I'm working on right now, uh, Magna, the Last Pantheon. It's actually fully produced, and it's in the same world as Black Tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so building a universe. Mm-hmm. The premise of the story is you have um, the protagonist, her name is Carrie Scoggsholm, and she finds her world basically turned upside down, you know, when she learns she's adopted. So she goes in search of her parentage. And, you know, it starts off uh, in her home in a fictitious city in Idaho, Tree City, Idaho. It takes her to Finland. And did I mention this is happening in, uh, you know, 1942. So we have, uh, you know, especially in Finland, we have the, the effects of, uh, you know, German occupation Right. Um, and then it takes her uh, to Asgard, where she finds okay. herself in league with a conglomerate of a uh, few remaining deities of myth, mighty men of old. Uh, mm. And they're fighting for survival. And she finds herself in the middle of their fight for survival and then becomes a linchpin, like, like a linchpin to whether they survive or not. So in a nutshell, that is uh, Magna, the last pantheon. And it's uh, another springboard just for uh, growing the universe, uh, you know, for for the stories that I'm writing, including Black Tiger, you know, I've, I've been able to mash up some of my favorite genres. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for Black Tiger, I got to, you know, mash up some some old school Hong Kong Kung, Fung, Kung Fu along with some John Woo elements along with some American Gangster. And, okay. uh, and of course, and of course, superhero, right? Um, you know, but more of like a gritty daredevil-y Batman type of, you know, environment uh, right. in a fictitious city called Los Santos. And in this story, it's a little bit more high adventure. You know, you've got uh, the mythological elements. Uh, so you've got, you know, the Asir, the Olympians, uh, you know, the, the Egyptian pantheon and actually the Chinese pantheon as well. Say, I, see the, I see a little Chinese pantheon in there right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And along with uh, some historical elements that I 
um, find fascinating. Um, you know, was reading up and learning about what was going on in uh, Norway, uh, you know, in, in at that time period. I mean, at that time period in the United States, you know, the U.S. kind of, I guess, had an eye on what, on what was going on from afar, mm -hmm. but it was thick, you know, in Norway at that time. And, um, you know, being able to incorporate some of that history yeah. into the story as well, all kind of makes it just the elements that that I enjoy in in books so you get a little bit of perspective a little bit of historical perspective um you get me I get to I riff off of you know I riffed off of a little bit of uh Genesis 6 and some other stuff like the book of Enoch I just kind of riffed off some of that so you know hopefully people won't get heated <laughs> right, right. when they when they when, when they read it well it's just fantasy people take it easy it's just fantasy that's what i'm saying it's just it's just fantasy you know so just take it enjoy it enjoy the bride yeah sweet yeah it looks pretty cool uh i actually see some of the notable like uh collaborators here i'm looking at it right now it said uh the a team it has you of course created and written by john hervey uh yep, yep. most notable for trouble man pencils yeah. by marcio abreu from red Sun yeah Hero, so World marcio abreu he's he's i really wanted his style i wanted that high kind of adventure style i mean mm -hmm. he's you know he's known for work on um on, on red sonia and on the warlord of mars yeah uh so just kind of bringing that type of of high adventure kind of a style to the story um so he did a great he did an amazing job in that regard now my original thought was that it was somebody from uncanny x-men uh when i saw when you sent me the cover shot mm. so oh, i was like oh that okay. really looks uh very uncanny x-men like very very yeah um yeah and you do have uh elizabeth uh, yeah so elizabeth torque torque she's she's done uh you know, I was fortunate. I, I connected with her actually through DeviantArt before she blew up. Mm -hmm. So before she started working for um, for DC, um, and she's amazing, man. And she's her, got her some art, Captain America under her belt too, huh? Bro, she's got some Captain America under her belt. Uh, she did uh, she did like a Starfire kind of one off that was just. Um, I mean, her her art is. It is fantabulous. I could so definitely see that fantabulous. uh that uh X-Men uh look um in in the cover art for sure. And the Red Sonia yeah. look comes through in the pages for sure. I could I could see that uh like the one where she's in the overalls with the werewolf or something, like jumping on her back. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really yeah. really Red Sonia esque. That looks really dope, man. And then um no, you got somebody from XO Man of War, Man of War <clears throat> on there, huh? Is Omi? Uh yep, Omi. So Omi, he's uh, he's uh, he's he's an awesome dude. He's a colorist that's been in the game for a long time. Um, Omi is, and this this is the beauty of just having the online community. Mm -hmm. I mean, Omi is in the Philippines. Um, you know, Elizabeth Torque and Eduardo's her brother. They're in Spain. You know, Marcio's in Brazil. You know, and. Just having you're you know you're able to work internationally. Is Marcio the same same guy on um uh, on a uh, Black Tiger? Different cat. So Different that was cat. Rod Rod Looper. Oh yeah, right, um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and Rod, that's my dude, man. 
Yeah, that's, that's your buddy. That's that's my boy, man. You know, we've we've been uh, we've been you know kind of grinding grinding it out together for years. You know, so it was really and I appreciated you know you let me come on your show last time. So just being able to get that launch that 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 campaign launch and getting it to do from our perspective, you know, it, it, it was a success. It was great between the two Sweet. campaigns. Yeah. Raised about ten and a half thousand dollars. Good. Got the book into a number of people's hands um, and people. And the most important thing is that people enjoyed it. So we got some great feedback and hopefully we'll be able to carry some of that momentum into this campaign and, you know, bring some of those readers over as we expand the universe yeah. and get some new readers and just continue to build. Sweet. Yeah, sure. Well, welcome, welcome Sam Hoger to the show in the comments. Uh, the Alaskan assassin will not be coming back anytime soon because you're in Alaska right now, and we don't need your nonsense from up there. But maybe we do. Maybe we do. How's how's Hoger? What's up, big boy? <laughs> He's listening. He'll he'll probably chime in in a second. And then Joven Salmon Johnson says hello. So uh, Joven Salmon Johnson. <laughs> yes. Yes. Matter of fact, fuck Sam Hoger. There we go. That's the best way to get uh the party started. So what we're looking at. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> when did when did pro, when did it launch on Indiegogo? For Magna. Oh, it, it's not live yet. Okay, so, so it's when not launched yet. Yeah. So it's it's gonna go live on the seventeenth. Sweet. Yeah, but uh, you know you get a. Uh, you get a peek at what the campaign looks like. And the other thing too, is if, if Mike thinks it's complete crap, I can still make some changes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I do doubt it, man. I really do. I doubt it, man. Like, um, cause Gene is a pretty, he's a harder critic than I am. If I'm being completely honest. And if he, if he fucks with it, then there's no chance that I won't fuck with it. Yeah, that's true. That's a little known fact about me is, uh, I'm a really harsh critic. And I make up my mind really easy. Like when I'm reading something or listening to music or, you know, anything like that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm usually like, I'm done. Next. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of brutal as a matter of fact. Like, it's, <laughs> like when he was working with Master P, is an artist that I was trying to get him to check out for me. Not because I'm trying to make any money. He's just a friend. And I thought he was a pretty talented dude. <clears throat> hear one of his songs is like yeah this one's good man what else does he got i was like all right he got this this and this he's like yeah the rest of the stuff is trash send me something else <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know we, we can try with this one song but man p's not gonna fuck with it he's trash like the <laughs> there you go. wow paul gary hunt is a name that hasn't been in the show in a podcast for a long time welcome back to the show and no, no, not a softie. I'm a pretty, 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 pretty harsh critic. Yeah, super straightforward and honest, um, which is, I appreciate. You know, I'm never like, oh, fuck, man, are you going to be like that? For me, it's great. Like, just the way that I am, you know, so it, it's, it's refreshing. But Gene and I, have known it. Gene is essentially my little brother, but don't tell anybody, like, because then they may figure out who I am. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> which I think uh, we're, we're just a couple episodes away from the big reveal, by the way. Yeah, then who knows? And then who it may knows? actually discover. <laughs> right. Um, are, people, are people putting in uh, putting in wagers? They should. Yeah, people are gonna. It's you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. It's an exciting time. We're going. We're, we're doing it on on the one hundred episode, and um, 
you know, everybody gets everybody gets to see what what we have planned for for the big 100. It's going to be exciting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a great we may show. Actually, we may even actually end the show like a normal way instead of randomly like we do. <laughs> I ain't going to make yes. any promises, though. Yeah, you might, you might get to hear the outro on that yeah, show. Yeah, maybe. We're like, fuck y'all, I'm out. Click. Yes, that's usually the way it goes. <laughs> I miss you too, uh, Paul. I miss you too. I was going to call you Gary because I was reading your middle name. So um, with the success coming back, it looks like you got two projects, uh, you know, over thirteen thousand uh, dollars raised in in two projects, which is which is phenomenal. Um, what are you most excited about this book? What are you most excited about it for it? You know, I, I think the way that it expands the universe, and you know, whenever you're telling stories, usually it's because it's something that you've wanted to see and you, you feel like it kind of lacked. Mm-hmm. So I I wanted to see. Um, you know, a story that really plays to, you know, mythology. I also wanted to see a story that, um, you know, kind of ground itself in, you know, in the kind of the era and of what was going on during World War II. Right. Um, so being able to do that, those two elements, I'm really excited for. And um, like I said, working with the team has been amazing. Just like with Black Tiger, it's like you come, you have a concept, you have an idea. And, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that I, I, you know, I write, I rewrite and I rewrite and I overwrite and throw up all over the page and the whole nine. And then, you know, by the time I get the artists involved, you know, I've, I've got something pretty well fleshed out, but then to have somebody who cares about it and then looks at it yeah. and just like you kind of come with an, with, with an honest, look and at the end of the day you need honesty because without honesty you you think you're doing something and then at the end of the day you're like why did that suck right you know and and i've got artists that'll just be like hey this is great hey man you're doing too much here yeah what are you doing here and just Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know where are you trying to go and we just have honest dialogue we go back and forth and they have some ideas and and i'm i'm the first one that's willing to incorporate something cool and that's why i think rod and i hit it off so well because Rod just kind of jumped out the box. I mean, just kind of like, you know, he told me what he thought about Black Tiger, what he thought was cool, what he thought wasn't. And he had some really good ideas. So then, you know, I kind of went back in the lab and, and reworked the script. And he was just like, oh, man, you actually did something with it. You didn't just go and cry in your pillow, yeah. you know, or just yeah. say, screw you. You right. know, and that's that's how you build working relationships with people. Yeah. yeah. And, and you make something that's better than what you started off with. Sure. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so happy with this project too. We had good collaboration between everybody and everybody brought their A game. So every, I felt like every level of it was, was really adding, you right. know, from the story to the pencils, to the colors, to the letters. I felt like everybody just, you know, really owned it and just said like, man, I, I need to make this, you know, as hot as I can. No, it looks great. Ladies and gentlemen, click that link in the description down there. Now you can't order it just yet because it's not live till the 17th, but we're talking yeah. about, uh, Magna, the last Pantheon, uh, from beyond. They can Time sign Comics. up. There is a list. So like there's a, a list they can sign up for. Got um, it. yeah. And they can sign up there and then that way they can be notified, uh, reminded as the 17th approaches. So, I mean, the goal isn't like you're asking for $200,000 because it says production is a hundred percent complete. Uh, that's right. Basically you're just trying to get it out there. And I mean, uh, the goal is 500 bucks. So we need five people to go do the featured 
magna double trifecta. Uh, That's right. Which which is what? What is that? So there is uh, there are three different covers. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've got the covers um, for basically getting the book with three different covers, plus also getting the prints. Got it. Uh, of the covers. Sweet. Yeah. Here's a question. Um, wh- what's your stance on digital production? That's a funny question to ask because the very next one after the feature one is the digital. So the feature is 105 bucks. Uh, the digital is $10. What is your stance on that? Because I don't think Black Tiger came in digital, did it? You know, the thing what I did with Black Tiger was I made the digital um, just part of the package. And the thing that's interesting about it is there's there's a group of folks that actually are interested in digital, but mm-hmm. a, a lot of, I think a lot of the demographic want the book. Right. And when folks wanted the book, they didn't want the digital. They're like, I don't, I want to get the book in my hand. Right. So, so basically I made the digital available first and I don't know, maybe 30, 35% yeah. of the folks uh, actually took me up on the digital, you know? So I'm like, well, right. it's part of the package. Do you want it? They're like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, but, 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 but it comes but they're with like, it. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah they're like, no, no, they're like, but yeah, I don't want that. So it's like, it's like they got, I gave them, I gave them the, the combo and they're like, oh, so here's your fries. They're like, yeah, no, no, we don't want fries. Who doesn't yeah, want fries? order the combo? But I actually, it's just because you didn't give me an option not to get the fries. Right. So I didn't want them. That's crazy. Yeah. So makes- Paul, Paul Hunt says, uh, the art is sick, man. Really impressive. Appreciate that brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, uh, so, so Paul and I met at, a. At another job where we were working for a giant mouse and uh uh-huh. and uh he's, he's super into video games really good at air hockey but also a pretty honest guy and he would tell you if it's crap but he's, he's somewhat of a great designer himself uh he nice. got got bumped up and moved on and uh then i i think i got either let go or not re-signed to that same company they, they booted mm-hmm. me out but either way um if he likes it he's he's into like 80s Nintendo stuff, you know, so so I think it's right up his alley. Nice. Paul, I'm going to need you to get a life, man. <laughs> Dude, he's really good in air hockey. So I, I fancy myself as a really great player. I haven't lost to very many people. And, mm. uh, and Paul used to beat the living hell out of me. So this is like a low-key pat on your back. Is that what you're doing? No, no, he's really good. He's really I'm good. I'm saying because he must be good because you're he's be, he beats you. Maybe you're just junk and he's less junk. No, I mean, I'm, I could see your logic there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just happen okay. to be really good. Like, I don't lose very often. Well, and I could beat everybody else in the whole entire floor except house. Paul. Yeah. Nobody plays air hockey anymore. Only the cool kids. Yeah, perhaps. Right? Little pong, little he pong said, no action. can do, sir. He's not going to get a life. So. Fair enough. Like, I mean, you know. Good answer. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome to not get one. I mean, I look at what I'm doing. I'm here hanging out with this crowd. Yeah, which Donnie just said, this is a gay combo. <laughs> oh, snap. Wow. Wow. Oh, 
There Why is 5-0 another person who needs to get a life there right we go. here? Well, I mean, you know, this is our audience. A whole bunch of people with no life. <laughs> Don't know what they're here for. That's true. <laughs> they're coming here not here for that. By me, so that's for sure. They're not it's here to be supported. In the stats, the stats says uh, your audience is made up of people with no lives. Yes, for sure. Because when you look, I mean, these are the same people. Big data. Who like to get, these are the same people who like to get their balls stepped on by high heel chicks. Oh snap! I mean, like, because they, they come in here to get it assaulted by me. Yeah, for real. And then they don't leave. Then they come they back. Stay here. And then the next episode. Right back for more punishment. Yes, especially Joven too. Joven, Joven oh, really loves it. Joven gets he gets tortured. He does. He, he's been I love dragged. Joven. I love Joven I, I, too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sad we lost FJB. We need FJB back. Well, see what happened was we spawned his whole podcast career. So he he was like a commenter, and then we gave him a nickname. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, then he started his own show. Um, I forget the name of it. Right? Oh, uh, Sports Daddy. The Sports mm. Daddy podcast. And then uh, ever since then, he's been doing his episodes. So he hasn't been able to make How it back. How dare he? I know, was right? He, was he competing with us directly? No. No, he's not. Well, fuck FJB. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send him the link directly to that part of the of the show. Yeah, you do that. You're kind of picking up a theme. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much the theme of the show. Yeah. Uh, That's I, typically how I feel about people. I read the comments and Mike screams at them. <laughs> it's true. It is true. pretty much a part of the show, work, man. Teamwork oh. makes the dream work. So I um, agree. <laughs> so you did put it together a great team. Um, like uh, some of the some of the lists are really impressive. I've never been a digital comic guy myself. Um, I started it once. I like I'm a digital guy. Like I have a ton of like just digital crap. I think I'm gonna get the digital PS5. But mm, for some that's reason. A thing. Yeah, that's a thing this year. They're doing a digital only PS5 um, where you don't have any discs to put in. Uh, yeah. It's all just downloaded. Anyways, um, I, like I, I started with Comixology uh, and I started like trying to collect them. And then I even did the DC um, Universe deal. Mm-hmm. And there's something about having it in your hand and just flipping through it. Um, that I like a lot more than uh than trying to just like flip it digitally on the page of the tablet or phone or whatever you're reading. It's I, a completely think, different experience, for sure. Yeah. And I I believe that there, that also holds true for some other things. Like for instance, um, and you wouldn't know anything about this, Gene, because you know, but like to have a girl write down her phone number and give it to you as opposed to taking your phone and punching it in it just doesn't feel the same it just feels i don't know like less and hmm. you know like less of an accomplishment really it to me i'd rather here man just write your phone number down let me get like because he's like yeah just, let me just get your phone i'll put it in like it feels i don't <laughs> so, know it just doesn't so, feel the same man. so you feel more accomplished if yes. she writes it down rather than yeah. her taking your phone and punching it in yes do you feel emasculated when she touches your phone? It's not more intimate for her to take your phone <laughs> and like it. put her no. digits on your phone. No, I don't. I, I prefer that they wrote it down ahead of time because it takes a different type of effort. I think you're an old soul, Mike. 
I am an old person on top of that. So, <laughs> bro, um, my soul bro, is let's not, let's not even go there, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old person, old soul. Old person with an older soul. Yeah, for sure. Let's just say um, Just Mike saw Star Wars release for the first time. Yeah, it's true. Did see. But you know what? So did I. It. It's true. <laughs> and then I went to sleep in the middle. Actually, uh, I think John and I went to. What was it? The last, the last one, Rise of the Skywalker together. That's I haven't right. seen the last two yet. Rise of the Skywalker it. wasn't bad. It got crazy. So, so here's the thing about that. Like, so I wanted to, I wanted to see. So I went and saw the the first, you know, first of this last trilogy, mm -hmm. and that big cliffhanger made me mad. I'm like, you know what? I'm not watching the second one until the third one comes out. Right. Then the right. second one came out, and I was like, I stuck to it. And then the third one came out, and I was like, man, fuck that third one. And I haven't watched the last two because of it. Like I don't. What know big why. cliffhanger are you talking about? Like uh, it was like between like the end of the how it ended. It felt like there was so much more to do still. Like so, it was open ended as hell. I'm like, man, what? I didn't feel. Oh, you like mean like where where she finds Luke? Yes. And Luke's Luke's kind of standing there. I think what he have is like his. She she like sticking out the saber towards him. Not yeah. in a threatening way, but for him to like take here, it. Like have it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, I remember now. Yeah. That's I do I remember like, now. What? So <laughs> yeah. now I need to watch the other two, and I just have not felt like it. So they changed. I guess Ray was supposed to be a Kenobi, and then they changed it so that she would be uh, um Oh, you never seen the third one, so I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to ruin that for you. Oh, okay. I almost said it. The original, the original. I, I assumed she was a Skywalker, but that's she's not a Skywalker. She's not. She's not a Skywalker. Okay. Well, that was always my assumption, just because of the way that it went. But so I originally thought she was going to be a Kenobi. Like I was like, it makes most more sense for her to be a Kenobi. Um. Yeah. But nope. Nope. That's not who it was. Because hmm. nope. it's the weird. They went. The whole. The whole. Star Wars saga, like the main story, is supposed to be about yeah. the Skywalker family bringing balance to the Force. Yes. Right. And it is not the Skywalker family that does so. So that's kind of weird. I always thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, no, it was It was never... I don't think it was about them bringing balance. I mean, when you think about it, 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 it because... All right, so in the original trilogy... It was about balance. Not really, though, when you think about it, because if you have balance, then both of both Luke and um, and um, his dad would have to live in order for it to be balanced, right? When you think of it from that standpoint, like um, because if 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 Darth Vader dies and mm -hmm. Luke lives, then it's, the balance is gone again because they're the two most powerful: one Jedi and then one Sith. Balance would would mean both of them had to live. Right, 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 right. So what what I'm saying, you you haven't seen the final film, uh, so you don't you don't really know. <laughs> Donnie says no one cares about Star Wars. Actually, a bunch of people care about Star Wars. Yes, millions and millions of dollars worth of people. Yes, billions and yeah. billions and the billions. <laughs> um, but yeah, the way it comes together, it just no longer is about the Skywalker family. I mean, it makes sense. It's good to get away from it anyways, because it's not like Luke had kids or whatever. Like, you know, you look at it, it's like, all right, so um, 
And then, um, what's it called? What was the uh, Kylo Kylo Ren? Yeah, he was he was one of the one of the Skywalker kids, right? So yes, that's right. So it's like you're like, wait, what's like happening here? Like he's I, back on the Sith side. I'm assuming that Luke eventually becomes a, a, another Sith guy, and it's like no, wrong assumption. But thanks for playing. I always felt like he would though. <laughs> like I always felt like he would. Yes, Donnie says all the virgins care about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's probably not wrong. What are you, what are you reading right now, other than Magna? And and uh, I know everything is probably focused, laser focus on that. John, what are you, are you reading anything else right now? In terms of comics, or just in general? Uh, in terms of comics, comics for one, in uh, general for two. So, um, comics, I've been, I've been reading a lot of indie books. Hmm. Um, so, um, you know, I just picked up oh, where that book goes over my bag. Uh, this one little company called, uh, iconic comics. They make these kind of fun, a little bit racy type of, with like an old school flair, kind of like almost like a nineties kind of feel to it. A little bit yeah. campy. I thought you, you know, said racist first, but you said racy. I was hoping no, that racy. That would great. Racy. No, yeah, that would, wouldn't that have been awesome? Yeah, 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 you know me. I love, my, I love my racist books. You know, here I'm, I'm like Uncle Ruckus, right? I'm reading you know? a comic book called Trump the President. Yeah, Uncle Ruckus over here. I was going to ask about uh, Dark Knight Metal. So you're reading some uh, some indie right now. Are you reading any of the big guys? I haven't been reading any of the big guys, so I don't know what's going on. Okay. Okay. What about you, Mike? My, you the shop near me closed. Oh, there's there's a new one I went to called Ogre. It's over in the woodlands, and then there's a big one out here somewhere. Uh, I forget the name of it right now, but I'm going to go there too. No, when I moved out here, there was one about five minutes uh, away just yeah. on, uh, on Highway 6 and West. And then once the pandemic hit, they, they closed the closed shop. So Donnie must have not read the title of the of today's episode because clearly we're talking about uh, Beyond Time Comics here with the yeah. creator of Beyond Time Comics. So he's like more nerd stuff. You're killing me, um, Paul. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, Paul is uh, is reading Dark Knight Metal um, and the Batman Who Laughs. Uh, okay. It's a it's a darker twist on the series. Um, it's it's really good. That's the one. Is that the one? Well, I don't want to give it away, but that's the one where Batman or the Joker is trying all along to get Bat to, to get Batman to laugh. Um, it's. But the Joker's gotten Batman to laugh before. Right. He killing did. joke. <clears throat> yeah, killing joke. Yeah, that's the one. I'm yeah. No, no, this one is more like a dark, like Batman has like something on his eyes and it's spiky. It's real. It's real metal. It's really good. Um, mm. It's a, it's just a. It's crazy. Joker's out of control in this one. Yeah, um, for, for for me, I'm actually deep deep into uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, so I'm, like I'm not really reading anything right. else besides that. Okay. And it's man, okay. it's ridiculous. It's a super dope uh, concept. So the idea of this thing is, um, it's curses, like and they're born out of negative emotions of people, and they over over periods of time it becomes, um. 
like it manifests itself into creatures. And then those creatures are then fought by sorcerers who end up ingesting cursed objects to gain control over other, if they, like it's a, it's, it's a little more convoluted, but it's a pretty dope. So Sounds the question cool. that I have for you though, uh, uh, John is, do you avoid reading comics to not influence your thought processes? So when you go to no, write- Far from it. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, you can, you can gain um, inspiration from different places. Yes. Um, some of the stories that I want to tell are more of like odes to comics that yeah. I love. You know, you can pay good respect to really good stories. Some homage. And, you know, do it without, without rip, yeah, without doing, without ripping them and being, mm -hmm. a, being cheap about it, you know, because yeah. some stories you're just like, yeah, you know, and then, and, and other times it's just, it's just getting the, uh, it kind of sparks the, that, that idea, you know, yeah. that you want to see something. You know, I mean, part of part of uh, what spurred me on for, you know, for Magna was, you know, I kind of wanted to get a little bit of that Captain America, Wonder Woman, World War II feel mm -hmm. in the story. But I also realized that in today's culture, nobody wants to touch, you know, no people even like, especially like the big companies, they want to stay away from Nazis. Yeah, anti-Semiticism. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't want to go there. They don't want to touch that. You yeah. know, and um, I don't. I, I, I'm not. I'm nobody's. You know, I'm, I'm. I'm a small company, so I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. You do what yeah. you want, kind of like this show. Yeah. So, sure. uh, exactly. yeah. Paul Hunt I can, says, I'll, I'll do this "All I want to right now, if I want it." Yeah, it's true. So Paul Hunt oh, says, uh, "Bruce Wayne's yeah. Bruce Wayne is infected with the Joker toxin." In the in the um the Batman who laughs. So he's the Joker kind of sorta. Yes, yeah, like the dichotomy of like struggling with still being Batman but being infected with the the, the Joker toxin that That's turns you into that weird like Joker stuff. So they recently yeah. wrapped up the the three Jokers <laughs> uh, thing, and you kind of find out uh, that Joker already knows who everybody in the Bat family is. Um, but he don't tell nobody because that'll kill the game. Yeah. Um, and Bruce Wayne already knows who the Joker is, but he won't tell nobody because um, basically the killing joke is the one that you were talking about earlier. Right. Yeah. That Joker is the real Joker. Spoiler alert. Whoops. <laughs> I should have said that. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. But uh, that Joker created the other two Jokers. Uh, the convict and uh, it was the convict or the criminal, the comedian and dang, there's something else, the clown or something, yeah, clown. Mm. And um, he created those, um, and and Joker wants to be like he he brings at the end of it is pretty crazy because he brings the guy who killed uh, Batman's parents in the alley. Uh, he busts him out of jail. His name Joe Cool or something like that. Joe, Joe something. Uh, chill, Joe Chill, uh, and and you know he's all pathetic and sorry, and you know Batman removes that part of his pain, forgives him, and tries to save him. And uh, and Joker's like being crazy, and then that guy ends up dying. And Joker wants to be the only pain in Batman's life. That's crazy. 
Yeah. But Batman will never reveal that he knows who the true Joker is because uh because Joe Chill, I mean uh the the comedian uh in The Killing Joke, he's the one whose wife I guess was supposed to have died in like a fire or something mm-hmm. and uh and really he he was beating her and she wanted to get away from him so the cops helped her move and create a new life but his wife and and child are still alive but pretty much that's why what drove him to be the joker mm. and uh and he knows that if he reveals that he knows who he is and that those that some of those uh people would still be alive i mean that the that the wife and the the son are still alive that now they're in danger uh because you know the joker will now know that she left him um <laughs> So he just doesn't reveal it. And that's like the big game of Batman. And it was really good because there's a redemptive arc in there for uh, Red Hood. There's some kind of like uh, closure between Barbara Gordon and her dad. Uh, So it was good. But what I'm really excited for, like I said all of that because of the comments, what I'm reading right now, and I just ordered like my my number one issue and I'm going to get the reprint and I'm going to get all of them is uh, The Last Ronin. uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <clears throat> and so, I'm running, is that the one that's cent- centered around uh, uh, Leonardo? No. So it's 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 set in a future uh, where three of the four turtles are dead. Okay. And uh, they were killed by uh, Shredder's grandson. Mm. Um, and like Manhattan is closed off. It's like toxic. It's like a kind of like a crazy, you know, steampunk, cyberpunk, cyberpunk uh, kind of future. And um, and uh, they didn't tell you who the last Ronin was until um, until the last the last page of the first issue, which already came out. So right. spoiler alert. Uh, everybody thought it was going to be like Raph or Leo. Nobody really picked Donatello, but it ended up being Michelangelo. So wow, uh, he's carrying everybody's weapon too. Uh, he oh, said, wow. "Don't say who it is." Too late. <laughs> too late. Sorry. Uh, spoiler. spoiler alert. Alert. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I, I blew it. <laughs> it is sold out everywhere. Um, but I did. I did manage to snag a copy for higher than sticker price. Um, nice. But uh, dude, it, it's dope. it's so good, and um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he was literally le- literally getting ready to like uh, st- uh, what's that samurai thing when they stab themselves in the chest? Sep- seppuku. Okay, so he was getting ready to say it again. Seppuku. He was getting ready to seppuku himself, and uh, he passes out, and then he wakes up. In uh, cause he failed, like he made it all the way to the top, and he was just about to fight Shredder's grandson, and he got hit out of the building, fell all the way down, he was all bloody and stuff, and uh, so he was he he felt like he failed, he was getting ready to just sauce himself, and um, he uh, he passed out from blood loss, mm-hmm. and um, and then he wakes up to like an older April Neil, she's mm-hmm. like super old, and uh. She's talking to him, and she's like, uh, 
She's like, why, why would you want to kill yourself, Michelangelo? And it's like, dun, dun, dun. Mm. Like, oh, this is so dope. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so I thought it was a good twist on the turtles, a good way to revitalize the franchise. It's only a five issue, uh, a five part uh, issue. So mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to it. Next one comes out December sixteenth. Reprint on the second of December. Um, but I did manage to snag a number one first edition, so nice. I will be having I'll, those. I'll probably look yes, at the scans. I yeah, probably look at scans. Yeah, I'm sure you could get the scans online, um, but uh, I definitely will have the. Uh, I'll have the copy. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna buy the reprint as well. I already put my order in for the reprint too, so I'll, I'll send it your way. Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's cool. But um, so Magna, it says that uh, it's volume one. How many volumes you got planned for this puppy? For this story arc, it's two. two. So basically, six individual issues have already been uh, produced. Mm-hmm. So the story is completed, and the first volume is the first three issues. Second volume is the next two. Okay, and that'll complete the uh, the last Pantheon story arc. Sweet. So she'll be a character all all around, or she is a character all she around is. in Beyond she, Time Comics world. That's um, right. But this is just her last Pantheon edition. Yes, sir. Sweet. So that's what's up, man. Um, it, it goes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it goes on Indiegogo on the 17th of November, 2011. Uh, By then, we still won't know for sure who the president is, but you could definitely get your copy ordered. And it will be shipping March 2021. Once again, talking with uh, John Hervey from Beyond Time Comics. So um, when you got started... What was your main inspiration? I don't think we talked about that um, in the last episode, but your main inspiration for getting getting started doing comics? Well, I mean, I know we we spoke a little bit about kind of when I when I decided I was a comic book reader. You know, back in the day when comics were on uh, at newsstands, and moms, I would go with my mom to the drugstore. Mm-hmm. She let me get a book. There's one spinner rack. And then uh, went from one spinner rack to two spinner racks. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it had a lot of choices, man. You know, there were all these characters from the Super Friends and like, you know, I knew Spider-Man because they were replaying that old 60s show. Yeah. Um, and usually I pick up like a Batman or Superman or a Wonder Woman. But I, I saw I saw this one book and it just captivated me. Um, and it was it ended up being it was Avengers 184. And it was drawn by John Byrne, who's a legend in the industry. Mm-hmm. And it has this picture of Crusher Creel. And he's, uh, it's like, it's its almost, he's hes giant. So he's like on a uh, freighter and he's absorbed the, the, not just the metal, but like the mass of the freighter. So mm-hmm. he's giant like King Kong and he's holding Miss Marvel in his hand. And this is, I guess, I didn't know it at the time, but this was like when Miss Marvel first joined the Avengers. So he's right. holding Miss Marvel in his hand like King Kong and Iron Man is trying to trying to bust him up a little bit. And so is the vision. I was like, this looks cool. So I picked yeah. up the book and I read it. I read it again. And I told my mom, I said, I am now a comic book collector. <laughs> She's like, that's good, baby. Now finish your greens. Right. <laughs> Run along. I made a big proclamation. She was like, that's it. Right. 
But so for you, it was a life-changing moment. But for her, yeah, it's, it was. It's been true. Yeah. You know, I mean, my love for comics, that's probably my, the first medium that I've truly, that I truly love, you know, probably if it wasn't for comics, I probably wouldn't have been reading, which is the reason my mom would buy comics. She's like, well, at least he'll read something. That's good. Yeah. You know, let, let him have, let him have some comic books. Well, shout but out you to know, Mama you kind Harvey of fast there. forward. Yeah. You, know, you fast forward and, you know, I love the freedom of comics. I love right. the fact that your budget was the same. You know, and I, I, I followed Burn through a number of different runs, like his Fantastic Four run. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in different places every issue, man. They're in the, they're in different universes. They're in the microverse. They're in the negative zone. I mean, you name it, bro. You know, and and the only constraint was the imagination. Sure. And I said this has to be the best medium ever. Right. You know, because I mean, even even by today's standards, I mean, if you want to if you want to produce something like that for a TV show or a movie, you know, your budget is, is through the roof. But if you can imagine it, you can draw it, or, right. you can get, or you have talent that can come alongside and draw it, you can create it, you can make it. That's cool, man. You know? So oh, you're getting a question, you're getting a question from the, from the uh, peanut gallery here. Paul says, uh, what do you plan on doing to push the boundaries of comics? You know, I don't know how much I want to push the boundaries other than the fact that the the imagination is the boundary, you know, and it's funny, actually, the the logo of my of the company is boundless imagination. You know, that's what beyond time is about one of the one of the reasons why we kind of named it beyond time is want to make sure that every story we tell is, is canon, but I'm not telling you that I'm telling stories in order. <laughs> oh. You know, so I'm, I'm telling, you know, going to going to piece different stories together you're just like you know i started black tiger with a story that was in modern in modern time and magnus back in um you know kind of the mid parts of the mid to early parts of of world war ii and going to tell some other stories and i'm going to fit it all together like a puzzle sweet Um, yeah i mean in terms of so wait there's a a lot what's that i said so in the sense like um Unbreakable, Mr. Glass, and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, fitting it together and, and telling, I think, a, you know, a fun story and then, and then people kind of seeing how all the pieces work together. And that's, that's the fun, too. I mean, one of, the, one of the greatest gifts, I think, about storytelling is, you know, people always want the reveal. They mm-hmm. want it, but they don't want it, right? So it's like you want to reveal enough to keep the, keep, you know, keep the storyline going without – just you know totally lifting the kimono and <laughs> you know because at that point it's like okay there's no magic the magic's gone <laughs> right so basically you're saying what you like to do is paint like a like a lingerie version of the uh of the whole story right you you want to leave a little bit left to the imagination exactly so you don't want to go full hustler you want to do like a playboy version is what you're saying yeah there you go where you got the little clouds and covering it up but pl- hustlers like Legs spread, everything like yeah, yeah, legs spread, legs yeah spread. like yeah, nothing to the imagination. Right. Zero. Sound. Yeah, <laughs> and so I mean, <laughs> that's you know, in terms of, the, of pushing the boundaries, I just want to tell great stories. And I want to have, I want people to have fun to come along for the ride, and <clears throat> I want, I want, uh, just like when I read comics, I can tell when creators actually love the characters or not. You yeah. know, and I think, I think that makes all the difference in the world. 
sure. you know, and loving the story, loving the characters, um, and and letting those stories kind of take their natural course. Right. Hmm. Makes sense to me. Yeah, and um, you could see the different the different artists and stuff you're working with. Is everything you do in Beyond Time all in the same universe? Currently, it is. Okay. So um, we've got uh, four different properties that are published, and a fifth one um, that I that I can't wait to get out uh, for folks to read. That's all in the same universe. Okay. Um, so I'm just having fun, man. You know, just just building, and, uh, and then we'll kind of see. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, my my intention is not to do some, you know, some kind of opus, you know, and to bring it all to one, you know, okay. gigantic conclusion. That's not my intention. Mm. You know, my intention is just to continue to grow the universe. Right. Right. That makes sense. That's good. So here's the question. Yes, sir. Do you intend to? explore alternate planes of you know existence within that within that world like the deathscape or the multiverse the microverse you know things like that gotcha well in a certain regard magna already takes you to different planes of existence right when you're talking about going up to asgard basically yeah mm -hmm. so so you're and you know at this point you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say something that I get then got to retract. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, um, I mean, in terms of what is currently mapped out, um, yeah, you know, I mean, we're we're looking at, you know, definitely different planes of existence in that regard. I mean, you're going to Olympus, you're going to, you know, you're going to Asgard. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking right now. I mean, one of the things that I I kind of want to do with the stories mm. is is make sure that death has its sting. So if if a character dies, they die. Right. So you know? so so at this point, yeah, you know, at, at this point, um, you know, I, I'm hoping that I'm creative enough and I can and this is one of the things because you said you're a big manga reader. This I is am. one of the things that I appreciate about manga. I still am a huge American comic book lover, but the thing I love about manga is the understanding of story arcs and, and the beginning and end of stories and yeah. then being able to move forward. Right. You right. know, and I want to be able to incorporate that. So, I mean, that means that every character does have, you know, at least the majority of them, you know, yeah. I mean, unless you're the Supermans of the world, there's an end to your story. Yes. Yes. And you know what I would appreciate? And, and this is something I've always wanted. For This is what I, and I've, it has happened to me one time only, and it was definitely in a, uh, in an anime. <clears throat> the character I thought was the main character turned out not to be the main character and he died. And then he became essentially the driving force of the main character, which I thought was great like because he's there like he's a he's kind of a side character for the first like four or five episodes and then the guy that you think is going to be the main character dies yeah. and now you're like well shit like <laughs> what anime was that or what, what uh, was that it was um it was a Gurren Lagann Guten Lagann yeah Gurren Lagann that sounds great, like a Swedish German manga Yes, it's, it's good and logging. It's, it's actually really good. Uh, 25 episodes. 
Say, say yeah. it again. What is it called? Guren. Guren Lager. God bless you. R-E-N-L-A-G-E-N, I think. Okay. Um, it was good, though. If you yeah, had I like that thing. Out, I thought it was I like great. It. How it, did you do that? It's really but, you know, funny. But how about this? How about this, though? I mean, like with Black Tiger. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up. The story picks up. And as you go through the, the, the whole intention is you go through different story arcs. Yes. The, the, the mantle is what trans is what transfers. So right. actually your stars change. Okay. Like who, who the protagonist is changes. Okay. And that black tiger book starts as a character that has been the black tiger a long time dies. So you start off with a character that's the protagonist right. and then another character becomes the black tiger. Okay. You know, so you so you actually have a shift. So yeah. So maybe in these stories, it's you know, maybe it's okay. You know, yeah. to have, you know, especially if you have a series for your protagonist for to sure. change. Yeah. You know. And over yeah, time. My, my my reasoning for for appreciating that is knowing is is just not knowing for sure that the main character's not going to die. You know, what I mean, like that having that element stripped away adds so much more depth to the story. Like when you go, all right, well, he's in this fucked up situation, but you know, he's not gonna die. You know what I mean? Right. And then if he does die, he's not gonna get resurrected. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, hey, this is a this is a situation where this dude might not necessarily make it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> there might be a funeral involved. Right, right. So uh, I think having that, like in establishing that early on uh, in a in a comic or a show or whatever it is, I think is is incredible. Because it's really now, tough like, to do, Mike. Be, Just to, hmm? to jump over you, I apologize. It's really tough to do and do well. And you kind of saw that problem like unfold with Game of Thrones. Yes. Right. Uh, yes. Because they had that unpredictability of of. <laughs> just killing anybody and then at some point it became plot armor and you realize certain characters weren't going to die right of course um, of course and, and it was funny earlier john mentioned uh superman um they just wrapped up uh the doomsday clock arc in mm-hmm. uh in in uh dc and it was basically where they found out that uh the uh miss dr manhattan from the watchmen had stole 15 years of their life and that was when Flashpoint was created and and they came back as New 52. Then they changed New 52 to now Rebirth. Um, they found out Dr. Manhattan was behind all of that. So that led to a clash between Manhattan and Superman and uh, the conclusion that, that Manhattan came back to was basically that Superman was the glue to what kept the universes going. And anytime... Mm-hmm. That Superman wasn't in that universe. That universe was uh, meant to collapse because that's the whole Watchmen thing, right? That their universe is meant to destroy itself mm-hmm. uh, through nuclear war, which is why he went to go live on Mars. Um, right. Like their their planet was set to doom itself, but he created a Superman, uh, and uh, and in his Watchmen world, he gave him all his powers and created like a Superman. Because that was the only way to save his world, right? Mm. So he was saying that any any timeline or any world without a Superman was destined to destroy itself. So that was pretty cool. I thought that that brings the whole universe together. And and, and 
it reveals why he is the the main focal point of uh of the DC universe. And he remains ever, one of the most popular did you ever read characters. The nail? Of, of course. Huh? Did you ever read The Nail? No. Oh, bro. You've got to read Justice League The Nail. Justice League The Nail. I'll put that on my the list. The Nail. It's it's an Elseworld story. Mm-hmm. And it's a story about what if um, things had gone differently with Superman, how that would have affected the universe. Oh, I love that. I love when... You uh, must read that. I mean, everything about the story, the writing and and the art. Oh, golly, bro. Do yourself a favor. You know what? No, no, I need to. Now, Christmas, I got you. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm down. I, I, I recently, when Rebirth started, I actually started buying comics again. Uh, I had stopped for a while, but uh, when Rebirth started, I went back in and I got all like The Flash, Superman, uh, Batman, uh, Green Lantern, Justice League. I picked those mm-hmm. up. Um, I haven't got back into Marvel comics yet. Um, like come like collecting those. I got a lot of Wolverine and stuff like that, but I didn't like the direction they went. Uh, look, They're guys, we've been issues. on. Oh, what'd you say? Right now. They're having issues right now. Yeah, I'm sure. They're, they're, they're all over the place. They're, they're more yeah. focused on their cinematic universe, which is crushing. Um, and uh, super excited for um for the Snyder cut in DC but we've been on for over an hour so we're going to get the hell out of here on we could stay on uh and talk a little bit more offline but uh ladies cool. and gentlemen you know we're going we're just going to we're, we're cutting it we're cutting it here bye